Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Football Social Daily. Welcome to Friday's FSD as we speed towards another Premier League game week. Sound that cliche bell because we really are at the business end of the season. Just a handful of games to go and we still don't know for certain who will win the title, who will finish in the Champions League spots and who will be condemned to fall through the top flight trapdoor. Will the Premier League picture become clearer by Monday morning? Well, with games like Manchester City against Leeds, Newcastle versus Arsenal and West Ham taking on Manchester United, there's a real chance it could. This is Football Social Daily, an award-winning Premier League podcast. And on a Friday, we do Fast 3. We pick three of the most interesting games with just five minutes apiece to tackle them. My name's Niall and joining me as ever on the show today, two men who may look old and antiquated, but nobody has more football knowledge than they do. Two members of the Big Sam fan club, Marley and Joel. All right, boys. Loving Joel looking, uh, well, reportedly looking old there. It's, uh, I'll take that. Honestly, I think people would be shocked at our combined age between the three of us and then looked at photos of us and they would thought there's no way we were that old i think we're quite a young looking team i would say yeah marley's pulling our average up a little bit that's the only issue <laughs> not a look so i'm pushing it down a look so i'm pushing it up on actual uh, results <laughs> i'll tell you what joel someone could say that you were 21 and i believe them but they could also say you were 39 and i'd also believe them <laughs> 39 what <laughs> That's a load of nonsense. Oh my uh, god, it's nonsense. I'm just trying to wind you up because there's a few days. If We've got another bank holiday on Monday, so it gives you a few days to stew on it. If you're listening to this and are wondering what Joel looks like and and what Niall has just said, just head to our Twitter feed and and see uh, see the video and see if you agree. Send send us a DM if you agree. <laughs> oh Joel can pass for 39. Am I really at that stage where I've got to start lying about my age? Surely I've never thought I didn't hit that part that soon. Christ. I do like these Friday shows because it gives Marley a chance to laugh at Joel if Manchester United have lost the Thursday night before. It seems to be the case every single bloody week as well. I can't recall the last Friday show where I was like, what a performance by Man United, gosh. Yeah, I mean, Again. what was it? Three weeks ago, lost in the Europa League to Sevilla. A week ago, Drew with Tottenham Hotspur after being two goals up. 
and got pegged back to 2-2. And last night, 99th minute, Brighton score a penalty to win the game. I guess it's almost karma for that time when Bruno Fernandes scored after the final whistle went against Brighton. Do you remember? <laughs> when everything thought, everyone <laughs> yes, thought the game was done and then suddenly we're all back on the pitch scoring a goal. Um, it was just... First half, I thought we could have easily been ahead. There was a few really clear-cut chances, but that second half, my God, that United team got really given a lesson, a big footballing lesson that game where we could barely get out of our halves for the majority of it. Um, and yeah, I was just so impressed with you know the likes of McAllister, for example, completely dictate the tempo of the game. And we were just not in it at all. Whenever Rashford doesn't turn up, this United team cannot score. And that's been the issue for a pretty long time. I must say, I thought the referee last night, Andre Mariner, I don't know why he didn't... I mean, Caicedo must have fouled Rashford five times and then fouled another two players three times. Matoma dived twice and didn't get booked. And I'm not looking for excuses because I thought Brighton were really good last night. Uh, and, And, you know, probably, as you say, on the balance of the second half, fair enough that they went on to win the game. But... Sometimes the referee and it does leave you scratching your head. And then obviously Luke Shaw, what's he doing at the end there? Like with the handball. Bizarre. He played so well up to that point as well. Obviously it changes the picture ever so slightly in the top four. But good news for Newcastle that, Marley. Yeah, great news for us. We, um, you know, from our perspective, probably thinking a draw would be nice. But if anyone's got to win it, you'd rather it be Brighton. Because Brighton's last four games were um, uh, are tough. They've got Man City. Uh, they've got Newcastle away, um, and they've got a couple of a uh, couple of really really tricky games where you can't see them picking up maximum points. So, from from a Newcastle perspective, whoever's lower in the league win the game. Hopefully, and you know I'm sat there. I only watched the last couple of minutes because I was I was out playing football, bagging a hat trick by the way for my Sunday league team by the way. So, oh, you actually scored some goals. I did score some goals. Yes. Yeah, we'd rather hear that than that United performance. Please take us. No, through. yeah. I'm under no illusions that anyone cares, but uh, yeah, first one just corner comes in, and when you play in Sunday League, um, a lot of teams, you know, when you go up for a header and you don't really want to head it because you're not used to it. So we were playing a newly formed team, so I thought this is just going to skim off someone's head here. So I just stood at the back post, and it skims off someone's head and comes to me, and I put it in at the far post. Um, third one was a penalty. Um, which I didn't want, but because I had to hate taking penalties, but because I was on a hat trick, everyone was like, Mali, Mali, you take it, you take it. So I was like, all right, okay. Um, you take the ball home with you? <laughs> it's the only good ball we've got at the club, so I wasn't allowed. Oh, no. Um, and the second one was a beauty, to be fair. Like, cross came in, uh, like, I headed it out to one wing, it crossed into the other wing, and then I followed up the run, I was on the edge of the box, um, screaming for it, got it about knee height, pulled it down and 20 yards out smashed it in the bottom corner I think the most alarming part that I heard from that was newly formed teams I don't know what kind of players they were putting in front of you no it was, a, it was a friendly so like they, they're they joining the, the league next year um, one of the leagues not our league Christ um, but yeah they were they were horrendous but you can only only score what you your, your stat pad. That's what I was doing. Stat pad. They all count. Hundred percent. I was. We love that's a Harry good stat Kane pad San Marino <laughs> and Panama. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you do not film the Sunday league games. Yeah. We better send some footage out then. Oh, I'll, I'll send it. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> I've got it in the bank for when Joel goes. Oh, you know who's called goals? You, even though he's never seen me kick a ball. Yeah, and let me just put a PSA out there. The only time Marley showed me one of his clips. He was like, Joel, Joel, look at this clip that I've got. And he hit a volley from 30 yards and the keeper saved it. And I, Why would hey, you show me that clip? But it, but it was left foot and it was clean. So, 
allow it. <laughs> oh, There's no footage of the time Marley missed the penalty in a game we had together once. There is. There is footage. Yeah, it's on my phone. Oh, disaster. Oh, it's never seen the light. Gonna yeah, say, I'm going to see that the no. next time I'm in the office with you guys. Right, okay, <laughs> let's talk about Premier League football. We'll do it after this. This is Friday Fast 3 from Football Social Daily. Three games, just five minutes apiece to discuss them, and there are some really good ones to go through. Big Sam has his first game as Leeds United manager. Does it get any tougher than away at Manchester City? In the title race, they're leading the way, but Arsenal, of course... We'll look to try and upset the odds and upset Newcastle's amazing home record as they travel there. Whilst Manchester United are on the road looking to avenge that defeat to Brighton from Thursday night, they take on West Ham. We'll talk about it all after this. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. This is Football Social Daily. It's time now for Friday Fast 3. Marley and Joel are with me. They'll have five minutes between them to discuss one of three Premier League games that we've picked out. And the three games we'll discuss today are Manchester City against Leeds, Newcastle United versus Arsenal, and West Ham United versus Manchester United. All big games for different reasons. But let's start at the one that the most eyes will be on. Because at the top of the table, Manchester City are leading the way after beating Arsenal a couple of weeks ago. They are in pole position to win the title. Leeds United are in absolute freefall. And after sacking Javi Gratia last week, they've turned to Sam Allardyce with four games to go to try and keep them in the league. So you've got five minutes to take apart this one, lads. I mean, this is quite simple, isn't it, Joel? It's an awesome Premier League side against, let's face it, what's been a pretty abject one. Yeah, it's top goals scored against the most amount of goals conceded. Top team um, for just everything, including the goals against the team who's got the most leaky defence in the league. It's just something that is the biggest mismatch I think you'll ever see. Um, it's going to be... One of those games where, you know, I was just looking and Kevin De Bruyne had, had not been playing for City in the last two games. And I don't think anyone even noticed because they've been just seamlessly going through the games in cruise control constantly. And I think with this one, especially with Sam Allardyce giving his big talk, 
press conference uh, basically putting him next to Guardiola. Well, now's the time to prove it, Big Sam. Let's see what you've got at the Etihad and see if you really do put your money where your mouth is because it is going to be a game where we've seen in the past these types of games. I always remember, I can't remember if it was Blackpool or Hull City away at Chelsea, which ended up saving them. These kind of games where they've been absolutely abject for the whole season and then they somehow pull off an absolute miracle at the most difficult ground in the league. It's the, that's the, that's the kind of se- um, that's the kind of time in the season that these kind of things can happen. But against the City team who look completely relentless, relentless in a, on absolute tunnel vision to the title, I really don't see a nice result for them. To be honest, I think it's going to be one that's going to be a bit of a pasting. I think for Sam, like I mentioned um, in yesterday's podcast, he needs to focus on those last two games that they've got against the teams around them, which are really going to make or break their season. Um, and I think for City, it's just going to be a case of one, keeping that form going, but two, also being able to put even more pressure on Arsenal since they played just before Arsenal do on um, on the weekend, which... I mean, Arsenal going to Newcastle as well, that's going to put huge pressure on them to actually match whatever City's result is. So for City, it could be a really good psychological blow for Arsenal going into that game because going up against Newcastle, their ground's going to be you know, one of the toughest games they've had this season. Yeah, it's interesting how all of the three games we've picked to look at today kind of feed into each other in different ways. And we'll come on to that later. You mentioned a few weeks ago when Dean Smith took over Leicester, Marley, that his first game was at Manchester City and it was almost a write-off and you kind of lose that new manager back enthusiasm couldn't really have a worse game to start with for Big Sam could you? No uh, not really um, you're looking at you're looking at Leicester though and like when you mentioned Dean Smith there the, the game against Man City was a write off but they went and won the next game they took confidence from that and they just they, they got organised you know they, they sort of went right we've had a week together we sort of know a little bit about each other we'll go and beat Wolves next week and they did that um, Leeds need to do that but the problem is for Leeds they've only got like you know four games left and you're writing off 25% of your game, of your time on the pitch to go to Man City and probably get spanked and then you go in you've got Newcastle at home next week that's almost where that rain starts because you know Newcastle are obviously an incredible team but you know it's 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 a home game and you've got to look at your home games. You, you're probably not going to win it away, um, especially at Man City. You've got West Ham away coming up after that. That's another chance there. I'd say they can probably win a maximum of 12 points, um, but more likely... Uh, sorry, a maximum of nine points because they're not beating City. But realistically, four, and four should save them. But it's getting those four, and, and the the one thing that would worry me is that um, with Leeds Bielsa never really had the defence locked down, the defence never looked good under Bielsa, it never looked good under Marsh, it never looked good under Gracia and now you've got a guy coming in for four games who is who's admittedly a better defensive coach you would, you would assume than those three, but they've all had longer time to sort out a defence and sort out what you do in certain situations to keep the ball out of the net and none of them have managed it in 36 games, 38 games under Bielsa's sort of reign and then Marsh got what, 20 games and then um, Gracia got uh, 11 so they've they've not sorted it out so Alaraz has got to do it in a third of that time and he's got to do it quickly but it's hard to do when you got City away for the first game and a robot, a 50 goal robot up front scoring goals and 
every type of goal and and all that. So it's um, it probably starts next week for them. Uh, their their survival campaign at home to Newcastle, but can't see them getting anything at the Etihad. What do you think, lads? You think we'll see another four, five, six conceded by Leeds this weekend? Yeah, for Leeds, Sam Allardyce yeah. masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you heard it here first. Sam Allardyce masterclass. Well, what will that do if Leeds do win or get a point even from the Etihad for Arsenal's title chances? Of course, it will be a huge boost to the Whites if they are going to stay in the Premier League. But what about the Gunners? They're still clinging on to hope, but they'll have to upkeep their end of the bargain. And it is one of the toughest deals you'll have to break in the Premier League, going to St. James's Park and picking up a victory. Newcastle have been rock solid at home this season. Marley, you'll know better than anyone being a Newcastle fan. If Newcastle beat Arsenal, does that end their title hopes for good? In a word, yes, I think so. Um, I think that when you when we were looking through the, um, the run-ins from sort of the last 10 games and... Uh, we were looking at Arsenal with a five-point lead and going, well, they've got they've got to play Man City, so if you take three off and they've still got a two-point lead, you were looking at where else they'd maybe slip up. Nobody's seen Southampton coming um, and nobody's seen you know Liverpool coming back from 2-0 down, but what everyone did see or should have seen was Newcastle away. The only team that beaten beaten us at St James's this season uh, is Liverpool, and that was when Nick Pope headed the... Uh, headed the ball, or tried to head the ball, uh, 35 yards from his goal and, and handballed it and dragged um, uh, Salah down or whoever it was. So that was a bad day at the office, really. But other than that, we've we've pretty much beaten everyone. So last season, last game of the season it was, last season, beat Arsenal 2-0, ended their Champions League hopes. Um, so they'll come... They'll come hungry. They'll come knowing what what the task is because we're playing the same type of football now as we were back then. Like we were proper, confident, like got the philosophy down as that that sort of stuff under Eddie Howe. So you're seeing the same team but with way more confidence and fighting for something. So yeah, that uh, it's a big game for for both teams really because we can obviously pull a, pull a little bit further away from um, Man United before they play West Ham at uh, seven o'clock. Do you think with the way that both teams play and have played this season, like Marley was talking about, do you think it'll be a close run thing this game, Joel? Do you think we'll see a tight match? It's hard It's hard to tell for me because Arsenal have been really convincing away from home. Even against the really difficult sides, they've come out with like 4-1, 4-2 4-2 victories consistently. It's been the ones that have been, you know, for example, the Manchester City game. Even the one against Manchester United earlier in the season, they did play a really good game. But obviously, we just were a little bit more clinical in that match. But the games where you've not expected them to be really good, they've actually shown up. So I think for Arsenal, I would still be confident, but the form is just suggesting otherwise at the moment, especially without Saliba in the back line, which has been almost the the downfall of their last few games. You know, transforming Saliba to uh, holding and have how much of a difficulty he's had in defence has been such a tough transition for them to the point where Arteta even took holding out in the last game because it was just so obvious. It was almost like the Achilles heel in the defence. So, of course, going to St. James's Park, one of the most difficult games at the moment for any team to go to. to go to. But again, there's just so much incentive for both sides. It's just I think it's going to be a, literally a case of Whichever team can show more desire on the day will take it because um, I think they're both two pretty evenly si- evenly uh, competed sides right now, as of right now. You said last week that 
the percentage calculator suggests that Newcastle have a really good chance, 97% chance of finishing in the top four. But Newcastle fans, by their very nature, are still a little bit tetchy as to what might happen. So if you beat Arsenal, that 97% becomes 98, 99%. By the way, that's Marley's calculator. <laughs> <laughs> I know better than to calculate things with Newcastle United, Christ. <laughs> um, it's, it's just not over till it's over. Like it's... But if you beat Arsenal, you're going to finish in the top four, Marley, surely. Hope so. Yeah, yeah, but it should be. But um, it would not surprise me if to beat Arsenal and then lose to Leeds the next week under uh, Big Sam at Ellen Road. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a big... I, I can't see Arsenal beating us at St James's. I can see it being a draw at best for Arsenal. And we just, we'd, we'll, we'll be so up for that game um, in terms of what's on the line and we've not like even though we lost the biggest game of our season which was the Carabao Cup final we've we didn't play badly we didn't bottle it we didn't you know poo ourselves basically you know what I mean we we, we came out and played our game Man United scored against the runner play and, and that was it like from then you've got to chase the game and Man United were, were too good on the day to, to allow us through sort of thing so yeah, it's. I'm confident of the game though. Bookies have got us favourites. Um, you don't, how many times do you see Arsenal as second favourites in a game other than Man City? Uh, they're favourites to win every game. Bookies have got us as favourites. I think Newcastle fans are hopeful that we can get something. Well, well that we can get our win that gets us one step closer to the uh, the big boys in the Champions League. Newcastle United playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays next season. Quite possibly, quite possibly, and likely will be joining Arsenal as well. Will Manchester United be in that mix, though, playing in the elite club competition in Europe, the Champions League? After last night's defeat against Brighton, a 99th-minute penalty from Alexis McAllister to give the Seagulls the victory, it's now looking a little harder than it was before. Manchester United have still got some huge games to come this season, and they take on West Ham on Sunday, 7pm kickoff. This is our final game of today's Friday Fast 3. That defeat late at Brighton, Joel, basically means top four, still yet to be confirmed. But was that, in a way, the worst possible result for both sides heading into this game? Obviously bad for Manchester United because they've lost, but also bad for West Ham as they come up against the United side now needing to respond to get in the top four. I mean, I think for any club playing Manchester United at home, they're almost going into it as favourites because the away form this year has been really horrific, especially against the top nine sides. Um, but I think on this occasion, I'm not too worried about top four and that's purely because even still, it's within United's grasp to go and get it. And with the fact that Liverpool have to win every single one of their last four games, even to just be in contention, it's still quite a big ask as well because they're going to be playing some pretty... Uh, tough games you know against Aston Villa and against Brentford which are still really tough regardless of if they've got something to play for or not um, so I think when you look at the table 72 points is almost the magic number for United now which is the amount of points that Liverpool cannot reach so we need nine points from our last five games which you would think is doable but on that performance yesterday I mean it's going to be crawling to the end of the touch line uh, to the end of the finish line this season because it just looks like a really taxing season on the players going into this final five games. If anyone saw the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes, United would literally pin back 
in Brighton's half a majority of it. And I know it's a really good play, a really good football inside in Brighton, and a lot of teams struggle to come up against them anyway. But when you come up, when you're coming up against the likes of West Ham, who are fighting for the Premier League status, and you know these kind of teams. It almost puts a little bit of fear in me because United don't seem to want it as much as these teams at the moment. It just looks like a really mentally fatiguing time. So I'm hopeful that we'll, if I think if we can get the three points this weekend, I think the top four is absolutely done in terms of the race. I think it's way too out of, out of reach for Liverpool, but it's just getting those three points because it's going to be such a difficult game at West Ham. And for them as well, if they get three points against us, you would say that that all but secures their Premier League status. So there's two massive uh, narratives on the side for both sides going into it. And I just think that if we can get at least three at least I, I, you know I would actually take a point going into this ahead of it just on the basis of how poor we played uh, yesterday and then if we can get six and nine points from our final three home games we should be home and dry but I don't I don't agree with some of the, the fans I've been seeing who've been you know get making out like yesterday's result was the end of the world because it's still very much in our hands it just depends on if we can get a little bit of consistency going again, especially ahead of the FA Cup final, which isn't too far away as well. This is just a, a little PSA to any antihistamine companies if they want to sponsor Football Social Daily as Joel sniffed Honestly, his way through put that me down, Put me down, I'm dying so badly right now. Gosh, Sorry str- if you're wearing headphones on the segment. train listening to this or something like that and you've got to hear Joel sniffing all over the place. He doesn't mean it, he's got hay fever, he does apologise. Pirates Social yeah, Daily coming next season. Please, <laughs> Me and please get a sponsor for them. Pirates needs to sponsor 100%. us, please. One hundred percent. As for West Ham, they're still in danger. Thirty-four points or whatever it might be, and they've probably got to focus more on the Premier League rather than the Europa Conference semi-final, which is a shame for a club like West Ham, who do not regularly win trophies. I think is it the FA Cup two thousand and six against Liverpool, the last time they reached any sort of cup final. So. For them to kind of have to focus on staying in the Premier League over a cup semi, which just never happens, that's disappointing for West Ham, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a weird season for West Ham because it's been dire in the league up until the last few weeks. Um, but eased through what is basically a, a quite an easy competition to get pretty far in. You know what I mean? It's only the last for maybe a last eight that you get a, a tough side and even then you know if you're saying you've got to beat AZ Alkmaar for a place in a European final you go <laughs> okay right, it's not a daunting horrible game it's not sporting Lisbon away or you know uh, Marseille or something like that it's not, not a European big boy is it so but then you turn back to the league form and it's improved at the right time to be fair but hasn't improved enough for West Ham to say we've had a good season because you know, it was squeaky bum time at one point. Um and they you know, they, they, they came through it. But going into next season there has to be a big improvement because West Ham were finishing seventh a year ago and now they're finishing closer to seventeenth. So, you know, it's it sounds basic what I'm saying, but it needs to they need to make a decision. I don't know if, if they wanna don't know if if they're thinking about getting rid of Moyes um and making a change and saying, Right, thank you for stabilising us and, and and doing this, but we want to get more out of our signings that we've that we've made, and you've not really done it. Um, there's the board issue as well. You know, obviously one of the the, the three owners dying. Do the other two want to sell up? Like they've they've been hounded for for years now. Golden Sullivan, uh, sorry, 
uh, Sullivan and Brady. So decisions to be made, basically. Time's up. Time is up. West Ham United versus Manchester United on Sunday. I said at the top of the show, do we think that the Premier League table and who stays up, who goes down, who gets in the top four, who wins the league? Do you think it will, after these fixtures this weekend, be any clearer? Or do you think we really are going to go right down to the very end? Uh, it'll be clearer, but not not done, is it? You know, we have seen you've seen Leicester fall apart on like game week thirty seven and thirty eight last couple of years, so you can't say it's done. But I agree with what Joel said before. You know, if if Man United and Newcastle can both win this season, it's very hard for Brighton Brighton to crash that party and uh, Liverpool as well, which is good news for everyone. Really, there's no one wants Liverpool in the Champions League if you can help it. Just looking at, I think I think one of the main fixtures this weekend is the the Forest and Southampton one in terms of the relegation fight. Because I mean, let's say Southampton do pull off a miracle and get a result there, does that mean that they're back in contention potentially? Um, they'll be on a pretty. De- uh, I'm not sure how many points they'll be on. They'll be on 27, still quite a big ask. But I mean, considering Leeds are playing City, Leicester are away at Fulham. I mean, that could really drag them back in. But I mean, if Forest get a victory there you would say that all but kind of secures it but it's just so tight on a knife edge down there at the moment but I don't think this round of fixtures will change too much because there's not too many um, teams playing each other which can affect the standings Okay well who else is playing Bournemouth take on Chelsea 3 o'clock on Saturday Spurs welcome Crystal Palace Wolves play Villa and Liverpool Brentford is 5.30 Sunday those two games we've already discussed Newcastle Arsenal and West Ham Manchester United and Monday of course as it is a bank holiday again in the UK due to the coronation of a new king Fulham take on Leicester City as Joel just mentioned Brighton versus Everton is at 5.30 on Monday evening and Nottingham Forest against Southampton is at 8 o'clock so how does the Premier League table look well Manchester City are still top by a point ahead of Arsenal having played a game fewer Newcastle a third two points ahead of Manchester United in fourth who of course dropped points yesterday Liverpool a fifth on 59 so that's four points back from the top four Brighton moved to sixth after victory Last night, Tottenham 7th, Villa 8th, Brentford 9th. From the bottom up then, Southampton 24 points, still 6 points from safety. Everton 19th on 29 points. Nottingham Forest a point ahead on 30. Leeds in 17th, a place above the relegation zone and only out of it on goal difference. Leicester City also with a superior goal difference see themselves above the dotted line. Then above the Foxes, it's West Ham Wolves and a decent little gap there between Bournemouth and Chelsea as we move towards the middle of the standings. That is how things look in the Premier League. How will they look on Monday morning? Well, we won't be back then because, as I mentioned, it's a bank holiday, but we will be back on Tuesday. So hit subscribe and that way you won't miss it. We'll be going through all of the trials and tribulations of the weekend's Premier League action. But from us this week on FSD, that is it. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you the other side. Football Social Daily is a voice work sport production for the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.